Mrs. Voicet. This podcast is about showcasing talented local people in the Clare Valley and across the mid-north of South Australia. I'm Annabelle Homer. The only time that my Fitbit watch says that I'm stressed is when I'm painting, which is um, kind of weird. When I was weird. little, she always had the camera on me. When I was a teenager, I hated it and it was annoying. Being creative, I feel like you change you're your mind a lot. taking photos for you. You're taking them for your kids and for your future grandkids and things like that for your family. History. My two special guests today are Nadine Wilkinson, an accomplished photographer from Snowtown, who takes beautiful photos of families, new bubs and weddings right across regional South Australia. And Alicia Sparks, a talented artist from Jamestown who transforms her surroundings into magical masterpieces. Both are from the land, both are mums and both have two boisterous boys nipping at their heels. So over the next 30 minutes, you'll hear how these two women began their successful ventures and how they balance professional and family life and seem to make it work. Let's start with Alicia. Here she describes when she first realised the moment when she could turn her passion for being an artist into a career. Um, it sort of snuck up on me, really. I would paint at home random things. I was working in Adelaide and I would paint at the dining table. I just like to dabble. Some It'd be birds or people. Or, and one day I decided I had this canvas that was quite big and I thought, oh, I'll just do an abstract. And I just loved the way the colours came together and I had this sort of page I was dabbling with on social media and that was back in the day when everybody who followed you on Facebook saw your posts. I just thought, oh, I'll just stick it up for sale, see what it does. And, yeah, it was gone. It was sold very quickly. What's very quickly? Um, in less than an hour. Oh, wow. I still That would have been a confidence boost. <laughs> yes, it was a very good confidence boost. And it was just something that I did on the side because I was a full-time graphic designer. I worked for the Hurley Hotel Group. How old so were you at this, at this point? Nine years ago, like 24 uh, so I'd paint just on the weekends at nights, any spare minute that I had, generally during the week, and yeah, I just pop them up and, and they'd sell, and I'd drop them off to people and have a bit more money to go and buy more canvases and more stuff to paint with. So when did you quit your day job and decide, yep, this is what I'm going to do full time, or as much as it is full time? Well, it was a little while after that because maybe a year later I became. I started working for myself, um, doing graphic design, so I had more time to paint. But I was also dabbling in photography at the time and then f- photographed my first wedding and then that sort of threw me into doing mainly photography with a side of art and really launching into weddings that took up most of my time, uh, which I had because I was young and single. Um, yeah, it wasn't probably until – like I've always painted and sold, but now – since having the boys, I find it easier to paint in the backyard um, in my studio and sell rather than trying to find the logistics of someone to look after the boys to get to a shoot to use up my weekends, you know. So I find it easier to paint um, at the moment while the boys are so young. How does it make you feel when you paint? I don't know, I just get in the zone. I just start painting and it's like everything else just fades away and... 
you just sort of get on a roll and you just want to keep painting until you get that piece finished. And um, it's the only time that my Fitbit watch says that I'm stressed is when I'm painting, which is kind of weird. I just must get in a zone where I'm just like furiously painting. But it's just, yeah, once I've got that that idea in my head and I start painting, you just got to keep going until it's finished. So I tend to not start something until I know I've got enough time to start and finish it. For those people that haven't seen your beautiful paintings, uh, can you describe what you specialise in? Uh, I specialise in impressionist landscapes of mainly the area around me because that's what I see every day. Uh, I also paint florals. I'm dabbling in still life florals at the moment too. And I also love painting like cattle portraits and sheep um, which sheep are relatively new because it took me a while to master them. Why is that? Uh, Harder I faces? I that they're or? boring. I'm just saying <laughs> they don't have quite as much character as a as cattle. Oh, right. Because um, cattle have all different patterns and they have hair, whereas wool I found quite tricky to paint. But then I changed my style and the way I approached it and now I feel really comfortable painting sheep. And I find their personalities now. Do you develop a bond with that painting especially when you are painting animals do you become quite attached yeah I do because yeah. you're just sort of seeing their personality come come through um, as you're creating them and I find a lot of the time I paint the eyes first so it's not this weird thing that I'm working on it's like actually got personality from the get-go and do the face and that and then work your way back Nadine um, or Nads let's go to you there are a lot of photographers across the country and across yes. the regional yes. South Australia. So there's a fair bit of competition. Yep. When did you realise that, yes, I can make a career out of this? Career-wise, um, probably wasn't until, I'm going to say, when Alicia wasn't doing weddings. And then from that, um, rather than being competitive and we sort of made a community of it, and Alicia was, if she'd get a wedding booking, she would send them my way um, if I was available. And so I saw that as an opportunity and just thought, right, I'm going to get into this via weddings, um, get a name for myself and do it that way, which at the time I had kids then. So it probably was very difficult and very hard, but weddings were probably my main thing. So that's I went from there. Do you remember the first photo that you ever took and you thought, wow, I'm not bad at this? I think just the comments that you get from the feedback from people and um, just saying, oh, wow, like I didn't, I don't see myself like that, but you saw our family in a different light or that kind of thing that really hits home. And when you're editing on the screen and you just see this little tiny moment and it's literally, it's just a split second of the look of a little kid in the mum's eyes and the hands touching, um, just that connection and you just, yeah, you really feel it on the inside and that's, um, I think, what keeps me going and why, why I do what I do. Did you start taking photos when you were a teenager or how long, How far back are we going? Um, yep. So my mum was the the auntie or the mum um, person that always had the camera out. So she was, um, when I was little, she always had the camera on me. When I was a teenager, I hated it and it was annoying and all my friends were like, oh, mum, now your mum's out again. <laughs> um, so that was embarrassing. Um, but now I absolutely love it and I'm so grateful that I have all these photos to look back on and I'm probably a sentimental, nostalgic person. I love looking back on those photos and just sparks all the memories and then from that create stories and then ask questions and that sort of thing. 
Um, so I've always really enjoyed that. And then so um, teenage years, I was always the friend that had the camera and at parties and I was always the one, you know, with the film cameras and you had to go and get it processed. That was me. Um, so I've got lots of that, um, yeah, timeline, I guess, um, of all those memories. Alicia, what's the most difficult part of the job? Probably deciding whether to do a commission or not. Um, I find it very – I love to be able to paint whatever I like and what sort of inspires me because I find the best paintings come from no constraints at all. But then I also like the challenge of having constraints. So it's it's a hard one. Village sword. Yeah. It, it is. Um, so it takes a while for me to commit to a commission and then I have to have it really nutted out in my head before I can start – because I did take a break from them and I've just started doing them again. But it's have, have you ever started a painting or finished a painting and thought, I don't like this, I have to start again? I think, yeah, it definitely has. Um, or can you fix it halfway through? <laughs> I think I've got to be in the right headspace and I tried to paint a sheep a few years ago and it was horrendous. It was so bad. I put it in the file and it, it was burnt. <laughs> it was it was out in the um, – Put in the fire. In the bonfire. <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. And I was just like – that was one commission that I just couldn't do. I just had to give her money back. I was just like, I'm so sorry. I really cannot paint sheep. And I just wasn't in the right frame of mind. I had too much going on and I had a newborn. And, yeah, it was the only one I've ever done that for. Um, a lot of other paintings I paint over and they never get wasted. But, yeah, that one was a really tricky one. Well, now look at you now. You're a <laughs> sheep pro painter. <laughs> How things have changed. Um, <laughs> Mads, have you ever been to a wedding, taken some photos, gone back to the editing suite and thought, oh, the lighting's all wrong or does it get to that point or you can fix it halfway through? Been quite lucky and a whole gallery's never been bad or anything like that, but maybe just the odd photo. Yeah, if you just haven't changed your settings and the sun's come out from behind the cloud um, and then it's um, overexposed or something like that. But, yeah, and then it can't be fixed post-production. That would probably be the worst thing. But, yeah, haven't had any really bad um, and definitely nothing that I could go back to a client and say I don't have anything yeah. for you or, yeah, so touch wood. <laughs> so there's not – you wouldn't say that being a photographer is stressful? Um, oh, it definitely is, yes. <laughs> and I probably find sometimes if I – go to have a client, um, whether it's business or um, family or newborn, um, if they show me a photo that they've had of a previous photographer or they show me, um, yeah, this is what we were looking at, this type of um, – then I kind of shut down. And then I go, oh, okay, and then I zone in. I'm like, oh, so they want it like this, but then that might not be what I had in mind or then I stop looking at the light or what's going on or – just kind of shuts down my creative creativity a little bit, I find, versus if they come in with open arms going, yep, you know, the show's yours, we just want this photographed and these people and, you know, you go and, and then I'll have free reign. I think that works, that collaboration is a lot better. Mm. Nads, people say when you're a creative, it's, it's hard work, um, financially is it worth it, but being a photographer and, and an artist in a regional setting are you both finding it that you, you can make a viable life out of it financially and are you busier than you ever thought you would be? Um, yes and yes. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. 
and it is a fine line between so obviously when I started out and a lot of photographers and artists probably would start out they're not charging enough and then they end up get taking on more work and they're still not charging enough and then they ended up finding that they get burnt out um, so versus trying to increase your prices while your um, demand is still there so that has been that has been tricky finding that line between buying being financially viable and also still getting the clients coming in the door but it's about once you get your name out there then you're getting those people that love you and actually value your work and they're not coming in and showing you photos and that sort of thing so they're trusting you how long does that take that must take a few years to get that trust and to get that following yep absolutely um yeah it's probably taken me definitely four or five years to to get where I am I've been photographing now for I think nine years and sort of full-time now a bit over three years it's definitely struggle you struggle at the start and finding that financial um, balance to make it worthwhile is tricky because yeah I was earning more you know working part-time three days a week versus what I am now and I'm working you know ridiculous crazy hours a week um uh, it's very hard but you do it because you love it and you enjoy it and it's like choosing your own hours is probably a good um, bonus to to doing it. So And keeping up with the times too because I presume you've had to diversify in this uh, you know, digital era. So you're doing yes. videography as well and, yes. and yep. are you doing drone work and things like that? Uh, yep, so I've got a drone so I can add that in. Um, so yeah, lots of my businesses um, I'll take drone shots for as well. So yeah, just I guess having all bases covered but it's also hard as well trying to hone in and maybe just get a niche and am I doing too much so that's hence why I'm probably going out of weddings a bit more going forward um, and also just having that family life back will be nice. Speaking of family uh, what does your husband Chippy make of your career? I think he is very proud and probably maybe gobsmacked not couldn't think i could do it but yeah definitely at the start was like oh okay see how it goes and um and then the more I got into it um he could start to see go oh no you've you've got this and uh kept maybe not proving him wrong but um yeah he's definitely always been supportive and encouraging and he has the boys a lot to help me do what I'm able to do so yeah, definitely very thankful and I absolutely would not be here without him. Alicia, what does Tom think? It's hard to gauge sometimes what he thinks. He has a very stressful, busy job himself. So I kind of fit everything in around if mum can have the boys. But he's very supportive and he loves that I've got a studio in the backyard that I can leave my mess in, not bring into the house. <laughs> But and, and it's a very beautiful looking studio, I must say. It is, but maybe not right today. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit uh, going on in there, but it's nice to be able to have a space to shut and, the door on. And does he appreciate what you do? Is he does he appreciate the arts? Yeah, he does. Um, he'll come in and being a stock agent, he'll come in and tell me like he did yesterday that the sheep's face wasn't quite even. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's the right breed to be painting. <laughs> well, it has to be a certain breed. He loves cattle and he'll take me out around the paddock so I can get photographs of cattle from one of his clients so I can paint from and be like, oh, no, not that one. But you can pick you, That one's a good one. You can go for that one. <laughs> He's very particular about what I paint when it comes to livestock. <laughs> but not so much about the landscapes. You can paint anything. He's like, oh, yeah, that looks good. 
Well, you can really tell by the tone of his voice if he likes it. <laughs> do you ever hang any of your own paintings in your own house? Uh, I do. Uh, I live with them for a while and then I know if, if there's something wrong with them or not. You know, it's something that catches your eye when you're walking past and you're like, oh, I just need to fix that. But generally I'll be like, okay, I'm going to keep this painting. I'm not going to sell it. And then like three weeks later I'm like, nah, I'll sell it. <laughs> So you don't get too attached then? Um, well, being creative, I feel like you'd change your mind a lot. Ah. Like I could never get a tattoo because it would – I'd be like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Changed my thought process or, you know, changed tact. and Like paintings, like my paintings have evolved in such a sh- – like in the, over the last six years they're completely different. I do have a couple that I haven't sold that are hanging up in my house, but, yeah, most of them on rotation. What's your favourite painting? That you've ever done? Oh, that I've ever done. One of the recent ones, Golden Hour, is of a mob of sheep that I painted last year. It's, yeah, a photo I took uh, for a Grazia magazine Magazine. article. Mm -hmm. um, And it was just, everything was just magic in that photo. So I had to paint it as well. And, yeah, it's just a mob of sheep at Golden Hour, um, the dusty sheep yards. And I just, yeah, I really enjoyed painting it. It was a challenge and it took my time, which I don't normally have much patience. So, yeah, I really enjoyed much painting that one and it was really hard to part with. How much time did it take you? Oh, that's a tricky question because I would come out and I'd do bits and pieces on it here and there, um, especially with the faces. So I couldn't tell you exactly but it was over a course of six weeks I would add to it whereas a landscape painting I if I've done the work in my head I can do that in a couple of hours so it's very different and it's very time consuming in comparison. Nads what's your favourite photo that you've ever taken? It was uh, images of my two boys um, at sunset and I'd just done a finished doing a, a course and it was all about light and learning about light and learning to look at the light. Where's the light coming from? What is it shining on? And so that just really, really sparked um, my interest then. And the way I see light now is completely changed. And so it's just that little, it was probably only 15, 20 minutes. Um, the boys were playing outside with water pistols and in golden hour and I was just working with light and shadows and learning and teaching myself and being creative and I just really love that moment in time and I have one of those photos of um, Reggie, my older son, in the kitchen and that just really takes me back to that time and I guess helps me show how far I've come and just I guess why I do what I do, that really being creative with light and just seeing things differently to how yeah every day people might sort of see things. What's the next step in the Nads and Alicia journey? Nads? Um, Next step for me, I think, is maybe just trying to help people and taking them on the journey and getting there quicker than I did. So I've mentored um, one girl, photographer, um, sort of 18 months ago now and just seeing how far she has come from when I first started with her to where she is now. That's just been a huge, um, great feeling for me helping her and so now I've got four mentoring clients that I'm working with um, in this winter coming so I'm really looking forward to that. That's Um, fantastic. And then idea, goal, future goal, we'll see how long it takes but I'd love to do some sort of workshops whether it's with mums and that sort of thing just you know utilising the 
camera and just to see things differently because I always think you don't know what you don't know and if someone teaches it or tells you in a different um, way then you may learn something or just take it on board and if I can help someone in any simple way and especially with photos because you don't get that time back and yeah now that I have kids I understand how fast they grow so it is a important time to be present and capture them and remember them and and you're not just taking photos for you you're taking them for your kids and for your future grandkids and things like that for your family history. Alicia what's the next step for you? Well I like to keep things pretty free and open just in like for when things do pop up and I don't want to like overcommit myself while the boys are still little but in a few years time when they're both at school it'd be cool to start running some workshops um dabbling in them this year but don't want to overcommit myself Um, it's an easy trap to get into as a working mum but yeah just growing the business so I don't want to sound like I don't know how to sound but I feel like I'm living the dream that i set out to be now which is and it's pretty a good balance right now for us so in the future yeah there'd be some cool places that I would like to get my art into Um, like like where uh jumbled oh okay over in orange (laughs) in New South Wales yes um but it would be pretty cool to put Jamestown on the map art wise and really want to bring really cool artists into Jamestown to like really bring it alive with street art and make it a destination, not just the passing through town on the way to the Flinders. Yeah, I've got really big goals for the town, really, <laughs> art-wise. Well, I think that's fantastic. And I think it's just wonderful to hear about your lives and to find out more about you both and your journey and how you've got to be where you are. So I really appreciate you spending um, some time with me today and being part of my first ever Voice It episode, podcast episode. So thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much, Annabelle. Ta-da.